Khadija Ali Coleman is a homeschooling mother and co-founder of Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars. Her research includes study of African-American homeschool students who are dual enrolled in community college, creative placemaking as a tool for community building, and high-impact learning practices. Welcome, everybody, to our November edition of Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars Tea Talk. Um, tea Talks are monthly conversations with wonderful members of our Black homeschooling community around topics that are pivotal to you. Um, we, I am one of the co-founders of Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars. My name is Dr. Khadija Ali Coleman, co-founded with my colleague, Dr. Cheryl Field-Smith. And um, we try to always address topics that we feel that folks are asking about. And one of the things that has become very increasingly popular is this idea of entrepreneurship while homeschooling. And so this set of homeschoolers that we have today, homeschooling mamas, all right, are at the, at the top of the deck, right? They're doing it, they're doing the do. And so before we even get into um, who this fabulous panel um, of women are, I'd like for you to um, tell me, Ladies, what are you drinking? Are you do you have tea? What kind of tea are you drinking today? Anyone drinking tea? Am I alone with the tea? <laughs> I, I just so want you to get my tea. Like, <laughs> hey, what you what you drinking? Yes, yes, I've got some mint tea in here today. Yes. Chest open. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Anyone else drinking tea? Yes, All I right. have some uh, well, I, chamomile tea. Yes, chamomile. I, I, I plan to have tea, and I just got off of another Zoom meeting and came right into this one. So <laughs> I'm part so you all talking about tea. I want iced tea, some southern tea is what I want. <laughs> oh, are you talking about some iced tea? I want some southern tea. I'm I know that's right. Yes, yes. So I'm drinking some chai tea, chai spice, and what I learned is that when folks are um talking about pumpkin spice. Is usually um, talking about um, like chai and those spices that are with um, with what you put in pumpkin and sweet potato pie, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so I just want to check and make sure that we are live before we continue. And I'm going to actually let me see we are we are live and live and loud so let me start to introduce um our wonderful panel of guests so as i said today we are talking about the journey of balancing homeschooling and maintaining a business to support your family I had put some stats when um, promoting this event, talking about um, how the U.S. Census Bureau has 
that, that um, have increased and they actually account for 2.2% of the 5.7 million businesses that are in the United States. Um, and 19% of all employer-based businesses female so all of our and you can lift your cup up and zing and let them know um Sadeka and let them know who you are she's a renowned fine artist and the mother of three children who she and her husband homes unschool in Washington DC Sadeka is an arts activist born and raised in Aurora Aurora, Colorado, and she began her career as an artist in Denver, Colorado. Um, she paints abstract and realist portraits, and um, she ran an art gallery before. She also creates art programming for nonprofits and private and charter schools. And then while in Colorado, she ran the Black Arts Festival. Um, she is an incredibly prolific um, now based in Washington, D.C., um, she started her program from the corner to the gallery in 2014 um, and fundraised a business. Um, she recently was the recipient of a DC Arts and Humanities Commission grant um, where she is able to, um, she has been um, showing art and creating opportunities for the artist besides herself um, to showcase their art artistry throughout Washington, D.C. So I'm sure she'll be able to talk more about that. Um, so welcome, Zadeka. Our next panelist is Nakonda Frank, Nakonda N. Frank. She's a wife, a homeschooling mom of five, a budding entrepreneur and conqueror of mental illness. She's a five-time Amazon best-selling author of the best-selling books, African-American Homeschool Mompreneurs and Confessions of a Depressed Homeschool Mom. She is also a motivational speaker and a home education consultant. She has the um, she is known by as the homeschool whisperer. <laughs> Nakanda also offers um, spiritual, inspirational, and hope for families on their homeschool journey. Nakanda can be followed on her social media platforms via Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So everyone is going to be telling all of that um, social media information um, before we close out today. Um, next, I'd like to introduce to you Ella Cole. She's a mom to twin daughters, one of whom is living with sickle cell anemia and type 1 diabetes. She's an award-winning parent advocate who serves as a health advocate for both illnesses. In May 2020, she released her first book called A Sickle Cell Coloring Book for Kids, which is an A to Z guide for kids growing up with sickle cell disease. This school year marks her seventh official year homeschooling her daughters. And in 2019, she started a homeschool support podcast called The Cleverly Changing Podcast. If you see her on Instagram, she has thousands upon thousands of followers um, who follow her and um, and her brand. And this podcast helps families as they supplement their children's education. Um, she herself is a passionate educator. She holds a, a bachelor's degree in English and history. And she's also a recipient of a bronze congressional award and has been featured on NPR, ABC7, BBC World Service Radio, and a guest on many podcasts. So we are very pleased to have her here with us for our tea talk. 
Next is Natalie Mack. Wave to the people, Natalie. Natalie is a mom of five inactive, um, five children. She is an inactive licensed therapist, a Navy chaplain's wife, a military home educator, um, and president of Belvoir Home Educators, um, among other things that she does. She's been homeschooling since 2001. Um, she received her bachelor's in political science and Spanish from her beloved alma mater, Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, and earned her master's in education with a concentration in community um, counseling from George Washington University in DC. Um, she is um, doing multiple things and she's going to talk about the different businesses that she has. But um, in response to many requests to provide marital enhancement workshops and how to homeschool seminars, Natalie and her husband established the Mac Family Consultant um, Consulting Agency, which is an LLC. And then last, but certainly not least, I'm going to introduce Olu Butterfly Woods. She's an award-winning working um, performance artist, a community organizer, a homeschool mother of four children. She's based in Baltimore, Maryland, and her innovative creative work has left an indelible mark on the cultural arts history of the city. For over two decades, she has devoted time and energy to working with youth and families in multidisciplinary ways. And she's the founder of Free Up Baltimore, a homeschool um, cooperative for African-centered families. Woo! I feel like there should be some applause for all of this grandeur that's on. <laughs> Yay! All this grandeur that is on this panel. So um, what a blessing to have you all here. And so I think um, given all of that that I shared about you all, my first question um, that I'm posing on the floor is for, um, for you all to start telling us a little bit about your business and when and why did you start it? Um, and throw in there a little bit about how um, COVID-19 um, has impacted it. I, I think that it's important for us to kind of hear from you when we talk about entrepreneurship, what went into even beginning that journey. I want us all to be mindful of, um, I want everyone to have an opportunity to speak. So because we have a short amount of time, if you can um, try to be as concise as you can with your answers, that'll um, help with the flow of conversation. But tell me about your business, when and why and how did you start and how has COVID impacted it? All right, should I start um, asking people? Okay, um, <laughs> L. okay, Nakonda, okay, go ahead, Nakonda. So I, um, I come from a family, my side of the family uh, is, uh, have a lot of entrepreneurs. And so I grew up with them having their own businesses. My grandparents were um, the tailor and a beautician. My uncle owned his own restaurant. He's a chef, business accountant. My aunt, my mom was a um, caterer. So it was kind of in my blood to do that. Um, so, you know, married life with kids. And I noticed that um, my daughters along the way, which I share this in uh, one of my books, Confessions of a Depressed Homeschooled Mom, one of my daughters said that she didn't want to be a mom because she saw everything I was doing as a stay-at-home mom. And, and, and it really hurt because she saw that I was doing all the work at, that moms do, you know, but she saw my husband going out and working and he was in the Navy. He got to do a lot, see a lot. And I'm like, there are a lot of dreams that I have, things that I want to do. And that was when she said that, I'm like, 
let me um, put my big girl pants on <laughs> and start living um, the life that I want. And I, that's when I began to pursue things that I wanted to do, which is being an entrepreneur. Wow, that's really inspiring. I, I, I would love to hear from someone else. Does anyone else have yes. maybe a similar? Okay. <laughs> so I am, um, I'm El Cole and I started um, my entrepreneurship journey. I actually don't know that I have entrepreneurs in my family. It was just innate to me. It was something I wanted to do. And I said I was going to do it. Um, I will say, though, my husband, um, I met him when I was 17. And we actually started dating when I was 18. And um, he, after he graduated from college, we met in college. After we graduated, after he graduated from college, he started his own business. Because where he lived, they didn't have um, a lot of jobs um, after he graduated from college. And he was like, I'll just start, start my own. And I saw what he put in to start his own business. And I said, well, if he can do it, so can I. And um, what, you know, the truth is when I um, graduated from college and I had gotten married, I did go into the corporate world and I tried it and I liked it. But after I became a mother and I had twins, I had two little babies and parting my babies and leaving them at the daycare, knowing that I had a child with health challenges, it just didn't sit right with me. I, I felt, um, like, this is not what I want my future to be. And so I repositioned my thoughts and um, I started writing. That was what I did. Um, I went to school for English and history. I wanted to be an educator. I started writing because that was my natural talent. And we all know about bloggers. You know, people were like, oh, well, you could just blog and make money. It's not that simple, but... <laughs> But that is kind of what I do. Um, but we know that you have to have several streams of income. So that is not all I do. It's just one part of it. So like you mentioned, I do have a book. I do have, um, I do social media for companies. I also um, do consulting. Um, I homeschool my own kids. Like you have to have multiple streams of income to really make it work. And so that's what I do. And I'm teaching my girls. So just like Nakanda said, I didn't want my girls to only see daddy having the time of his life, fulfilling his dreams, you know, putting in the work that he went to school for. I was like, I went to school too. I do have natural talents. I do have gifts and I'm going to show you what they are. It's not just being a mommy. It's not just cleaning the house. And my daughter said to me one Mother's Day, she said, we have to get mommy something because she's the housemaid because that's how she saw me. And that was when I was like, nope, I'm going to do what is important to me so that my girls can see the truth. <laughs> so that's, that's it. I think, I think that physically hurt me. Like I, I felt something when you said that, like that, that did something to me. So, wow. Wow. Zadeka, Natalie, Olu, this, this is, these stories are powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, my name is Sudeika and um, I have, I would say I've been some sort of entrepreneur forever. Um, my mom kept us at, she stayed home with us until we were in, until I was in kindergarten. I have an older brother um, and I, from early on could tell the difference in like how advanced I was because somebody was working with me one-on-one. -on -one. So the whole time I was growing up, I knew I wanted to be a mom. 
um, and I wanted to stay home with the kids. And so that meant that I needed to have the type of career that allowed me to do that. So um, I've always, I'm probably in phase four of my business where um, I started out doing, you know, little things, making jewelry, you know, and going out to little markets and selling that. And then as I became a greater painter, um, I sell art. Um, I had a bit of a background in like art special events. So, you know, I started an art festival. Um, I was doing programming for um, other organizations to help them build arts. Um, and then most recently, we've gotten into sublimation printing our own merchandise. So we make um, our cups, our t-shirts, um, and a lot of our merchandise from home now um, from our studio versus like ordering it out and then we ship it ourselves. And then um, I have started uh, curating a lot more and getting some really amazing curating opportunities to showcase other people's artwork. Um, as well as now I represent two artists, one in Nigeria and my husband, whose artwork I also sell because I have a, a pretty thorough collector's network. Um, and it's also something that's really important to pass down to the kids. Um, I think that our focus is like having language about not getting a job, but creating an opportunity. Like, you know, my dad was always like, you're never going to get a job because I'm, I'm very quick picking things up and I'm very ambitious and no boss wants somebody that's coming for their job later. Um, and so this has always been the best path for me. And I think, you know, that it's something that we're going to try to make sure that we continue in our household because I don't really, I want, you know, I tell my kids all the time, time is the most valuable thing you have. And so figuring out how to control your time, knowing that you have to make money because you have to eat and you need to move out of my house at some point. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Natalie Olu. Yeah. yeah. I did. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, okay. no, go ahead. Oh, okay. So full transparency, my, um, I'm a social entrepreneur and engineer and there's no one box. So technically I am on payroll right now. I just wanted to like <laughs> express that. And, um, but I've never been good at having a boss. So that is, um, that not staying in the lane. So like technically I don't have a boss right now. I'm actually in the process of hiring my own boss within an organization that I helped to found. <laughs> so um, that is like one form of what I do. Um, but what I've been doing since I've had children and since I've been um, homeschooling is a lot of, um, somebody already mentioned curating. I am an artist, I'm a writer and a performer, dancer, performance poet and, um, and filmmaker and, um, and also educator as well as I want to say like coach. So what, what it is that I teach has a, a wide range of, of items and, and lately doing a lot of um, like professional development um, uh, workshops for other entities, other educational entities. So I'm always thinking about uh, multiple streams as, as somebody else specifically said. So at any given time, I'm my own brand or commodity and what I work for is that mission. My, um, my mission is to really like kind of change um, the human e ecosystem through arts. That's a pretty ambitious and large thing and it involves very small detailed and humble things um, uh, along the way. And so um, whatever way I can do and sustain my family to move towards that is what I do. Wonderful. And last but certainly not least, Natalie, you share with us 
um, about your about your business and the why and the when. Why? How did this come about? Oh my gosh, I'm listening to all of y'all. It's awesome to be among you all and all your dreams and passions. And um, you know, I actually, you know, my husband and I know Elsa. She met her her husband in college, and, and she's 17. He was 18. And my husband and I, we started dating in high school. We're from PG County, and so or Prince George's County, as people prefer to to call it, right? And um, we always talked about owning our own business, but life was really busy. You know, in my bio, you mentioned I'm a Navy chaplain spouse. We lived all over the world. We had five kids, so we're down to the last one, eighth grade. We just launched um, the fourth one into college, and the others have finished college, and also it's been busy as homeschool life is, and that desire to have our own business uh, you know, to have something of our own kind of kept getting pushed aside. We never really took time to slow down to figure out what that would be and what that would look like and when we would launch it. And so, you know, I've, all of a sudden here we are, we're in, um, we're in a situation where we have, I, I have two jobs, two, two businesses. One is Mac Family Consulting, which you mentioned, and it kind of came about because we realized that over the years, what we had actually been doing was, I mean, was our business, was what we, what we wanted to do, which we hadn't been, we hadn't been getting paid for it because we were doing it out of our own heart, right? Out of the passions. And it was basically, you know, marital counseling, premarital, and, and people were, how do you homeschool? How do you do it? Like, are you, you know, why do you do that? What is homeschooling? And so over the years moving around, we would do workshops and seminars for our church and different groups. And so we kind of thought, okay, we now need to formalize this into a business. And I also wear the hat of indirect sales with paparazzi accessories, which I got involved like many people do in direct sales to get the wholesale price, to be honest, you know, and, and after being in about a month, I said, wow. I am actually loving this. I can make this a business and I can make some money too at the same time. And I and, and from that, I began to see how, um, how I can reach women to give them encouragement and joy about accessorizing. And then COVID hit and that became really significant because it's such a mental struggle. It's a physical, right? But it's mental. Even if we don't know someone that's impacted directly, we're living in the world of COVID. And so we're constantly thinking about it and hearing about it. And it's been, I've been, been able to encourage women that, you know, in the midst of all this, we're home and we're homebound in many cases. Those of us who believe the virus is what it is, right? And those who want to stay safe, we're choosing to kind of be home, but it's, it is in some ways people are experiencing a lot of anxiety and depression. And so that ties back to my counseling in a, in a way that I never would have even thought about and being able to just kind of minister through accessories has turned into something completely eye-opening to me. And so those are the two main, those are our, those are the jobs that we, you know, those are our businesses that we have is the, you know, the direct sale with my business, Bella Bling by Natalie, but also the Mac Family Consulting. And in many ways, they're kind of merging in, in, a, in a way I never would have expected. So it's exciting. I'm thankful to be, to be here because this is helping me professionally develop and to just kind of expand 
the, the next step, right? To where, where God would have us to go, so. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that so much. And all, if you, if you all can, can see, there were many intersections between some of the things that you all shared. And the term that we heard more than once was this whole idea of multiple streams of income. And it's so funny because I saw this meme um, earlier today on Facebook where it was the image of a table, right? And it was it was actually two images of um, two different tables. One table that has one leg, you know, those tables where that are circular and then it's one, that one leg in the middle. And then it was another image of a table that had four legs, akin to maybe like a card table or something. And it was talking about um, how multiple streams of income are like the legs on the table. So if you have that and your, your life are the legs, right so or your work I, I should say so if you're at that table where it's just one leg and then the legs are cut off for that that table that table can't stand right but if you have a four-legged um table one leg or maybe even two are taken away the table's going to be wobbly right but it's not going to be completely um unusable it might but it you know it's more of a chance to to be sustainable and so um they they use this image and I was like that's kind of that's kind of clever right I will say that I am a serial social entrepreneur that's another term that Olu um, introduced to us and folks have asked me in the past what a social entrepreneur is and from listening to each one of you it sounds like you could probably characterize what you do as being social entrepreneurship as well because what you've done is kind of identified a need or a niche in society and you begin to appeal to that through your skill set. And so whatever it is that you call it, you're responding to a need that you're seeing um, exists out there. And, and um, you know, Olu was very d distinct with what that need is and, and how she foresees this impacting the future. So my question to all of you is that your entrepreneur, um, journeys all seem very specific to your skill set and your passions and interests. How does this intersect in your homeschool practice, particularly with how you interface with your children? Um, is this something that you involve them in? Tell us a little bit about how that intersection between your entrepreneurship journey and your homeschool practice intersects. Some of the highlights and the things that you think should be important for our listeners to know. I'm going to start um, with, I'm going to start with Zadeka. And then um, if we can come to L, and then um, y'all talk. We just talk, y'all. Talk instead of me having to tell you the point. All right. Well, um, for me, the business and the homeschool 100% go hand in hand. Um, the, so we, we do what's called unschooling. So we don't really have structured um, learning time during the day. The kids are allowed to just engage in activities and, you know, we engage them in activities as well. So, you know, when we're down here pressing shirts and pressing cups, like our oldest, we taught her how to do it too. So she's drawing her designs right now and she's putting them on cups. Um, you know, I just posted a video. Um, she taught herself how to do stop motion videos because my little kids were watching Nightmare Before 
Before Christmas over and over and over again. And then we watch videos about like how they make it. And we, of course, are an art studio. So we have art supplies galore. So it's really been exciting for me to explore ways to approach education through the arts and all of the different things that um, and subjects that you can visit through arts and arts-based activity, um, as well as, you know, like the new superstar job for, for kids these days is to be a YouTube star, to be some sort of content creator. And so, um, you know, my oldest, of course, wants to be a YouTube star. And so really challenging her to think about, you know, well, this is how you create content and that sort of thing. And how even if you decide that you don't want to be a YouTube star later, content creation is still a way that you can make money for other people or for whatever other projects that, you know, she might decide that she wants to do. And so, you know, I think that entrepreneurship and, you know, engaging your kids, it has to be something that goes hand in hand because we have a special opportunity to position them to pursue their dreams. I think a little bit earlier than even some of us, like I, I taught for 10 years before I really could just do this full time. And so I'm really conscious of like, what if my kids know who they are at 17 and I can just already position them um, to pursue, you know, whatever it is that they're trying to do. So. I'd like to share, especially as you say, like, if there's other people who are considering this, I just posted about this in a group, very, um, I'm gonna be very succinct, but um, wherever somebody was asking, how do you find balance? And I said, well, the balance is not sexy. Like, it's not this sexy, like, everything is just flowing and you know so um I saw I was like three things one is you're gonna have to I was like reevaluate what good enough is so in all the areas some of your emails they might not be complete sentences that's okay because we think oh we got to put a like essay together mm -mm. you know and and what about school what is that you know a lot of uh allopathic school which is like non-homeschooling is, is a lot of busy work. What is what is the real goal for you, you know, your young people? And 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 then, you know, so in all the areas, and and I was like, buy paper plates and you know, so outsource. So like number two is like outsource what you can. Like if I can spend more quality time with my family and that's how I'm balancing everything, I'm gonna, we're gonna eat out, you know, it's not efficient all the time, but you know, if you get somebody to help you organize or just the parts of you that are less efficient or you just don't like doing, like if you can outsource it or barter, however you do it, then do that. And then, and then number three is about um, what we're talking about, like your children aligning with what your business is. And that could look a lot of different ways. If your children are not old enough, they could still be doing something in tandem or related to what your business is. And I know that my children, they have been to more meetings than the average child. And so um, they're not in the meetings, we're not meeting with them, but they have a vision of like how things actually get done. And I'm clear and okay and I accept that that is actually a part of their education. So sometimes I'm not feeling real perfect about like the workbook getting done or something like that. Like, but I know that like they definitely have a head start with seeing how an actual project goes from, you know, like a vision to a team to execution. They've seen it a bunch of different times. I know some people, I have a friend just now who set up their desk in their children's room. They're like, look, they're going to play, like, as opposed to them bringing them into their office, they were like, I have a second desk it's in my child's room. And so I'm working with them. They're playing and everybody's happy. 
So um, you never know. heard that. I love that. I love yeah. that. So you're at your desk working. They're at their desk working. We all working together. So that in tandem or whatever the environment of, you know, and if you have an oldest child that's ready, give them some real responsibility and pay them. But I agree with that. My 17 year old, that's what I have to do. And, you know, I, she doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. She, we, she done had every business you can imagine. She was like, this ain't me. She said, mama, it ain't me, you know, and she, we're very different that way. So. You about to say something else? Yes, yes. So just like um, was already mentioned, my kids are right there beside me um, in all that I do. The podcast is probably where people would um, hear them the most because um, a part of my podcast, I do have a section called Cleverly Cultured Kids where you get to hear from my kids. Because sometimes in these homeschool conversations, we don't always get to hear from the homeschooled kids and what they think about it. Sure, we can say this is great and our kid is learning, but I think a lot of times the conversation goes over better when you get to hear. And my kids don't always co-sign everything <laughs> that we say. Sometimes they're like, nope, that's not fun and that's not interesting. And I'm okay with that. And I think, you know, just letting them into the conversation, they give me tips because they've been seeing all, both of their parents progress as entrepreneurs. Because when you first start out is not where you are 10 years later. And so my kids often critique, especially when you're doing work for the people, your kids are truthful. You know, is is no truth like the truth from the mouth of a child. And um, my kids don't. Hey, um, that's the dang on. <laughs> yes. So so I I like to get their input. I have them read over my work. I have them critique me because I think it's okay for kids to have an opinion. I think a lot of times when I grew up, I'm the youngest of five. So my, um, my mother was much older and I wasn't really allowed to have a say. And I think that's a very different model in my home where they do have a say. And some people in my family kind of frowned on that. Like your kids are a little too mildly, but I want them to be leaders. And in order to lead and make decisions, you have to start doing that at a young age. So that's some of the ways that I incorporate them into my entrepreneurship journey. I just want to, before um, Natalie and the condo jump in, I just want to address what you just said, because even before we went live, and I think before you came into the conversation, it was Zadeka and Nakonda and I, and we were at, I said that I actually want to have a conversation around um, the generation that diff, that homeschool moms come come from, because I think what you're, you're, you're speaking about your practice, I think that is very characteristic of um, the generation of, of moms that are what would be called millennials. I, I am very um, loud and proud. I'm Generation X. <laughs> As I'm ending, my, my child is almost an adult, right? But um, I, I think that's something that I would love for us to talk about more on how those experiences that we've had, how they impact our practice um, as homeschooling. And you bring up some good points, but I want Natalie Nakonda um, to jump in before I, I ask my. I was gonna, I was gonna jump in and say, yeah, this is this is really interesting because, like you just said about the different generations. So you know, like uh, like was mentioned, I started in two thousand and one. We started about. Uh, actually, well, September, right before 9-11. And so 
uh, we've been homeschooling for a hot minute now. And I think back to, I've been in leadership in homeschool groups. I'm still in leadership, you know, we've been busy in other types of leaderships. And it was always kind of like the kids, it was separate. It was like, I was in leadership and I was homeschooling the kids and they didn't merge. They didn't merge at all. And as we started these businesses and life has gotten really busy, we also are a caregiver for my mother-in-law. She's almost 80. So she's been three years living with us. So that's a whole nother thing. Um, my husband's deployed. He's actually in San Diego for about 18 months now. So we, we, we have had to figure out and kind of been forced into merging homeschool life with the business. And it's been the best thing. And it freed me up because quite honestly, I was thinking, especially with having one left, I was feeling like, okay, how am I going to get this done? How am I going to like homeschool and give that one what, what he needs, like I gave to his siblings? And how am I going to maintain these hats with these businesses? And how am I going to do these things? It was always like this, this sense of I'm looking for balance. Like Olu said, where's the balance? And I realized that I'm just chasing this, this, bound, this dream for balance and the balance is merging. That's, the, that's where I got the balance from is merging and bringing my, my, my youngest son in. And he's like, oh, okay, well, can I make some money with it? And I'm like, yeah, I'll pay you definitely. My husband's like, yeah, you need to pay him because you need the help, right? I'm like, okay, well, what does that look like? And so I said to him, oh, well, you, create, you tell me. Like, cause I want him to be able to learn how to advocate for himself and how to speak up and, and say, this is what I am worth. This is what my time is worth. So he got a binder together and he wrote out all his little things, tasks that he does with me. And he gave me amounts and everything. And I thought, okay, that's reasonable. Let's roll with that. So then when pay time came, he says, well, it's payday. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I'm paying you now. Okay, this is different than chores, right? This is now you're working. You're an employee, right? So he's like, yes. I said, okay, well, let's make sure we go to the bank and set you up with a savings account. And so then the other day he said, well, how do I check? Did you pay me? Is it in that savings account? So he's, he's you know, doing things to help out in the goodness of his heart, the way he has been raised. But he's also understanding, wow. This is awesome. This is business ownership. And now he has his own business as an assistant, right? And tracking how much he gets. And so that for those looking for balance, like, you know, it came with merging. It came with like, oh, who even said I wrote down what she was saying about reevaluating what good enough is. And also reevaluating like how much do you have to like do like some things you can let go of if you always ate on plate, you know, plates and you didn't want to do paper plates, but now you are, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to get dishes done and, you know, it, just figure out what you can streamline and what you can let go so that you can go after, you know, continue to go after the dreams and passions that you have. So. Okay. I, I, and, and I, that's so you, Natalie and Olu have re, really reinforced um, this whole idea that it's not going to be sexy. It's not going to be, your house may not be the cleanest, right. you know? Yes. So Nakon, but tell us what are some of the things that you had to really forego or not be too pressed about to be able to make that balance between homeschooling and um, entrepreneurship? 
It's um, 100% of what the ladies were saying, especially uh, in regards to keeping the house clean. Um, even with five kids, I'm sort of like a neat freak. So it, I have that struggle where I wanted all the dishes to be washed. And like now that the table, the, they don't have the place settings there. So I'm kind of like, ah, but at the same time, I know that, um, that the, the place settings are not there, but it means the kids ate and there are dishes in the sink. That means that they ate and they were full, nothing's broken, everyone's fed, everyone's together. And now I don't have to worry about somebody running up saying they're hungry. I can focus on what I need to do. Um, so on that note, my kids, um, they help out with you know the household stuff. And um, my business is still in, in early new stages. So we've actually discussed how they can come in and help like with graphic designs and um, different things like that, helping me pre-post um, blog entries and stuff like that. And because I am a homeschool coach, um, a lot of what we do, I'm blogging about it. So it's all tied in together. And um, even though they don't like to be in some of the pictures that we take, they're still a part of that process. Um, I want them to be because, um, as I said at the beginning, like they, I want to empower them and let them know that, you know, motherhood is not just cooking, cleaning, having babies, you know, being mom, being wife. It can be finding my own path and doing what I want to do. How, how old are your children? Uh, the oldest is 16, um, 16, 14, 12, 8, and 5. I, I want to say, too. Oh, wow. Okay, that's know, a range. That's a range. I want to say, too, on, like, in co-signing with that, we literally just had house cleaners come and clean our house. And that had been something, you know, because when you're um, homeschooling, you know, you kind of fall into that stay at home mom category a lot of times. And so the expectation is that I'm dealing with all these kids. I'm running this business. I'm keeping myself looking relatively decent. Um, cooking every night and it's like no I'm not I need to also be able to prioritize the time that I need to put into my career and that sometimes means outsourcing and so like you know like Alu said yeah we order food out a lot more than I would like to but I have two toddlers and so you know it's, it's like I only have one who's really old enough to, to consistently be helpful but I also don't want her to feel like she works here and so it's like you know it's important for us to be like well let's put this money aside to make sure we know that this is something that is slacking because we have to prioritize ourselves it's okay for us to outsource and have somebody come you know we have somebody before the pandemic we were having somebody come once a month and then we stopped and oh my god y'all if y'all saw my house it was awful <laughs> um but like having that peace of mind of like somebody just came they took care of it and that day we were and we ordered food that day too we all worked and, you know, and, and I think it's good to show the kids what different levels of self-care look like, like, and especially as moms, you don't have to run yourself into the ground. You don't deserve that. Um, I too have been called the maid and, and, you know, so modeling something different. So, so I was actually, when Olu said that I was laughing because I was thinking about a post that you had posted on your Facebook page, um, Zadeka, about that, about cleaning and, and, and how I could, I could see the neck rolling and the snaps when you were saying like, you were going to have your house clean and you don't give a damn. 
who has a problem with it and everything that you just said. And I, I thought that that message was so empowering because as you know, I think the message often for mothers, particularly black mothers, I don't, I don't understand that, but that we're just supposed to really have it all together and then do all these things. And then many of us are expected to work as well outside of the home while being stay-at-home moms, while being astronauts and all of these things, right? So um, I just thought it was interesting that you all's message was in tandem, but going back to the fact that I see you post a lot, Zadeka, about homeschooling, about all your many interests, as well as the things that you do professionally, I noticed for each one of you all that you will have very engaged social um, media, online presence, right? And so I would love for my next question to be for you all, how, when you're an entrepreneur homeschooling, how do you balance all of that with also having, knowing that your, your work as an entrepreneur is dependent on your online presence and how do you how how do you establish that you know um l you have what ten thousand i think you and zadeka have over nine thousand followers on instagram um natalie i believe you have a, a facebook group right um you do yeah. you do too olu you do too nakonda so you all are you have these very active um and so i i I, I know what that's like, but I would love to hear from you all. Um, and I, I want to start with Elle. Like, what went into creating that platform? How does that, um, how are you able to do that while homeschooling? Even because I know it's for the betterment of your business. So, I actually started my blog 10 years ago. And one of the reasons why I kept it going was because people often would reach out to me about transparency. Now, me being online was so foreign to how I was raised because, you know, I just grew up in a household, you don't let people know your business. And, you know, the thing about why I was online was I wanted to, to be honest. I needed a community. I started 10 years ago, like I just mentioned, and my closest friends were still in grad school and things. They didn't have kids. They didn't want to hear about my, my mama stories all the time. And I needed some people. And I found my people online. And um, I think, you know, now I've learned how to balance. I don't, I don't use the word balance. I just want to say I've learned how to cope <laughs> a little bit better. Um, because I do more scheduling than I did before. Now I do um, answer often um, in real time, but a lot of my content, I try to do um, ahead of time. I try not to do it in real time. And I say that because I had to also make sure I was intentional and showing up in my house, not just on a screen. And, um, and I know that it affected my kids because they were like, mommy, you're always on your phone or you're always on the computer. And I was like, uh-oh let me not give the best of me to this audience that doesn't know the real me. They, you know, they don't know me intimately. And so I had to learn how to schedule and how to, um, you know, I, I set real office hours, you know, where there are actual times when I am online, where I answer people in real time, but I try not to um, let my business run my life. I try to run my business. And that was something that I had to learn. It's gotten better. Um, 
you know, with the years, I've, I've learned how to use the tool be tools better and, and whatnot, but I had to be very intentional about what would work in my household and what doesn't work. Sounds great. Anybody else tell me about that social media life? <laughs> oh, man. All of you all, from what I see, all of you all are pretty active online. Definitely. Um, I think that for me, I, I also started really building my social media probably 10 years ago. Um, because at that time, I was selling a lot of stuff on like Etsy and sites like that. And then I was kind of city jumping. So I was trying to leave Denver and I ended up in Atlanta and then ended up in DC. Um, and what that showed me was that I still was able to maintain my clients in Denver. So the people who were buying the earrings from me every month or who were buying different things from me, I could still maintain them if I stayed kind of in touch with them. So I started to really study how to use social media most effectively. So, you know, now me and my kids definitely have a conversation about like, look, I'm on the phone this much because I'm working and I'm talking to people and I'm engaging people. And this is what this looks like. Um, but I what I really fell in love with it when I had my second child, because it was great to be able to be like laying in the bed, breastfeeding. And like, all I got to do is post a picture and kind of chit chat a little bit. And, you know, so now I have a little bit more structure depending on my page, like my Instagram page, I post three times pretty much back to back first thing in the morning and then I just pop in from time to time and kind of you know thank you and little comments little interactions here and there I check the messages once at the end of the day for the most part you know and so there's a little structure with that um you know my Facebook is more about like communication and so one thing that I found really works well for me on Facebook is not selling to people and just like being myself and talking about hot button topics and so putting up a post because you know the whole thing is defeat the algorithm right so putting up a post that's just like y'all shouldn't spank your kids and then I log off and like I let everybody else come and argue about it and let them keep it up in the algorithm and I'll come on and respond just every now and again but like really learning how to artfully troll um, has really helped with like controlling the time. Um, I think one of the best things about social media, you know, with being an entrepreneur is that I feel like even if I'm spending four to five hours a day and I'm like on my device, I'm also watching movies with my kids while we're doing it, or we're all sitting at the table together and I'm working and they have little things and projects that they're working on, or, you know, my littles are running all, all around like crazy. Everybody's playing Play-Doh while I'm able to answer. So I, I love that I can do simultaneously be like connected to my family and connected to my network at the same time. I love that. And I love the fact that even during this panel, you'll just get up and leave and go, you know, and <laughs> my kids is acting up. Oh, I'm like, are y'all, what are y'all doing? <laughs> when you got up and left, I said, uh oh, I hope they're not touching your eye. <laughs> you saw them on mute hollering, like, what did <laughs> you go get them? <laughs> Can someone else tell us about your, your, your social media life? Because I think that. We don't realize, you know, I really, I look at someone suspect who considers themselves an entrepreneur in today's day and age and aren't, and, and then and the same, in the same breath can say they don't do certain social media platforms because I don't understand that when most of us are online now. So I, I really yeah. would love to hear from my other ladies, like yeah. how has social media really played a role in your entrepreneurship? 
Well, I, I was gonna say yeah. that I do know people who don't do social media, and I like that. I think you have to have an army. You gotta have people who do different things. So I love that. Like if if social media is all spying on us and making us do something, they're immune to that. I think you gotta have people that do a little bit of everything. I know people on the corner that social media um, that are entrepreneurs on the corner, a little bit of everybody. So I was just gonna say. Um, who I am in community. I've been living my life publicly and out loud my whole adult life. And so social media is an extension of that for me. And I like to bring the humanity to it. I'm also uh, a little bit of a troublemaker when it comes to ideas and things like that. So, um, so not being afraid to say things and to be wrong, <laughs> loud and wrong. No, it's not just about that, but to be vulnerable to be, um, to say things that are not necessarily um, just uh, politically correct. Um, you know, so for example, people be like, oh, Lou, she's for the baby, she's for the kids. But I've been doing that whole advanced sex ed. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on this or whatever, but like talking about other topics and having fun with it. So I actually have several groups and one of them is about humor. It's called No, They Didn't. And so it's just, it's, it, it was meant to be like a space where we could creatively and funnily vent because I think my children are hilarious, but not convenient, real inconvenient. If they were just a, a reality TV series, we, it would just be so enjoyable um, and I wouldn't have to clean up after it. So it's just like, you know, being able to, um, share humanity with people that's just a way that that can happen it's not even and and it's and it is seamless so just like the advertising becoming more like um harder to identify like this is an ad and this is content um our lives are like that like your business and your life being separate um is not so much anymore so love that olu what a wonderful analogy that is so great that's so true that's so true. That's so true. Life. Yes. I, 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 I can't repeat it because I forget quotes like so, but, I, <laughs> but I love that you just said that. I love that. And so, um, Natalie, Nakonda, yeah. I'll jump in. I'll jump in. Um, yeah. Like what you said, how to be, how can you be, you know, an entrepreneur or not with social media. And like Olu said, there are people obviously that, that choose not to participate in social media. Um, I, I find that it's that you, your business advances, your, your goals, your passions advance a lot more with the assistance of a free platform like social media. So um, I'm an extroverted person. I'm very social. I always have been. And so I was very present on Facebook. Um, sharing my points of views about a variety of things and and feeling really comfortable about that. And uh, beginning this business, I have definitely seen how when I am not present on social media, people are checking like, are you okay? What's going on? Where are you? You know? So uh, you, you begin to, you begin to give people a little bit of insight into who you are. And I think that like for, for us, for, for the direct sale side of what I do is that people buy from people that they have a relationship with. It's not really always just the product, whether the product is a tangible thing or whether the product is a service. 
it's not always just that. It's more the relationship that they feel with you and the connection that they have. And one of the best ways is for is through social media for people to see who you are separate from what you produce or separate from your service, you know? And so I'm constantly on social media, Instagram. I have a Facebook business page, a Facebook group. Um, I have two actually business pages. I started a fashion page because I love fashion too. And that kind of, I opened, you know, me into that. So um, it's just, just, just a, yeah, you have to figure out how to, how to do it. And, you know, with these smartphones and all, constantly, you know, you're getting alerts and messages and everything popping up and, you know, customer service is important. It's important to be responsive, timely, and if you're if you're on social media, you need to be responsive, timely, right? Yeah. Uh, we're in a fast-paced society, and I agree with Elle that you want to kind of manage it so that it's not running you. But it's also, you know, something that you have to figure out how how can I be present on a really consistent basis? And so I do schedule a lot of what we call engagement posts, like Zuleda said, you know, you post something and you can click off for a bit because it's a hot topic and people are going to be responding, right? You check back later and you got all these responses. And so um, there's ways you have to figure out how to do it, but definitely use that free platform that you have. I know people are shying away from Facebook and going into other platforms for a variety of reasons. And I'm going to go there too, right? So, yeah, and you know, that's, I'm going to go there, too. I'm not going to leave Facebook, but I'm going right. there, too. I'm going to show up there, too, right? Why not? Right. right. I want Nakonda to jump in because that's something that I noticed is that you are very active on both Instagram and Facebook. And I noticed that, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you literally have a Facebook group Um but your Instagram posts and, and you're on Twitter as well, you, that they seem to be where you're more actively advertising your business, but you have a lot more personal glimpses into your life. Whereas right. your community on Facebook seems to be more of that engagement with that group of people who have come to that group. And so with five right. kids, how, how did you kind of have to find your way with us, utilizing social media? It's, um, I think the struggle is more with my husband because he, um, he, he thinks when I'm on my phone, cause when he's on his phone, he's usually reading sports articles and it's nothing, nothing to do with anything but entertainment. Right. But when I'm on my phone, I'm, you know, pre-posting, um, researching and things like that. It's like an extension of my laptop when I can't get to my computer. So he's the one that's like, why are you always on your phone? And, you know, to him, it seems like I'm doing what he's doing. So I honestly, I have to schedule my work around his schedule, which is kind of tricky because he's a shift worker. He works nights four in a row and he works days four in a row. Um, but that that's what we, that's what I do. I accommodate him because I know that he likes to spend quality time with me um, and so I'll, I'll try to, you know, uh, utilize um, websites that allow you to um, schedule your posts. Facebook allows you to do that. So I definitely do that um, on my business page and in my groups. Um, 
But yeah, I and I also let my children know that as well, because they see me sometimes on my phone and they're like, well, why can't we be on our tablets or why can't we play video games? You're always on your phone and I have to tell them like, this is what I'm doing. This is business. I'm either at my desk or if I'm sitting with y'all, like Zadeka said, sometimes I'm on my phone while we're watching TV together or while, while I'm playing with them or something like that. So it's definitely a lot of explaining, but letting them know that this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And um, trying to find a way to conform, to conform to the balance of it all. But I mean, you kind of have to, because um, like Elle mentioned, I grew up like her where like my family was like, don't be telling everybody your business. And so I, a lot of things were kept private, but at the same time, um, especially locally, many people that I know, they're wanting to know, like, y'all have so many kids, how are you doing this? And how are you doing that? And so I kind of had to, you know, put er not everything out there, but, you know, on social media. So people, you know, they wanted to know. So that was what so I did. Who, yeah. So who they, they know who you are, because what it sounds like everyone is saying is that essentially you have this business, but you're the face of your brand. And for many of you, you are your business. Your, who you are is your business. And so as we as we close out, this seems these all, these tea talks always seem so short, but they're great jump off starts for us to continue to have these conversations. I do want to acknowledge my colleague, Dr. Cheryl Field Smith, who has been in the comments section posting all of you all's information. So in links to your businesses, I would encourage you ladies, if you, um, after this tea talk, if you could go and take a look in the comment section, respond to people who, who may have had questions for you that we didn't get an opportunity to answer um, directly, but also in the comment section, if you can post links to, um, to other spaces that you may operate that you would love to direct people to, to either support your business or to read your blogs or any information. Um, I am so grateful that all of you took the time to be part of today's um, conversation. I think that we could probably have another three hours in this tea talk and, and, and not exhaust all the things that go into managing these the, this this life as a homeschool, <laughs> homeschooling parent, an entrepreneur, as well as really just a woman during COVID-19, the craziness that that um, has brought on. I, I would like to say, Nakonda, that you were probably the first person in a tea talk to date who has talked about how, you know, it's not homeschooling, it's not anything, it's the, it's the husband. <laughs> and how we have to hurts. accommodate our partners. <laughs> And I, and I, and I, I think in 2021, we're going to talk about how we are maintaining these relationships, whether it's a marriage, whether we have a significant other, but how we're managing that within the context of homeschooling, because it does. And, and it, it's a lot. It's a lot. My partner as well, um, he be on the gram in the morning and I'm up, I'm scheduling posts. I wake up every day um, at five o'clock and I start with my social media and scheduling stuff or posting stuff because I can't do it. I'm an entrepreneur, but I also have a full-time job. And my child now is in um, college phase. And so she expects me, I'm her secretary. She, I'm, I haven't been called the housekeeper because I'm not clean enough, right? But I'm the secretary, right? <laughs> she, she literally, she upstairs, I'm in my office and she will call me, um, yes. Did you handle those applications to da da da? And I was like, 
what in the hot hell has happened here? And so that's my life. And so ladies, thank you so much for sharing us, giving us a glimpse into your life. Um, please, thank you for being part of our community. We love and appreciate you. And with that, wave to the people and tell them goodbye. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Peace out. Thank you. <laughs>